0: Hey everyone, Dave Broadbeck here. This is the uh, audio for a lecture uh, in Psychology 3256, Advanced Univariate Statistics. It used to be called Design and Analysis 1, but we didn't think that name was scary enough. Also, check out the uh, YouTube uh, videos of uh, these uh, lectures. I guess I've now just committed myself to doing the YouTube videos. Anyway, check out my YouTube channel, and you can find them there. Or also at my blog, people.ac.ca slash broadbeck slash blog. If you like statistics, oh, you're going to love this. so even Okay, so uh, today we're going to start, not finish this. This will... We'll finish this stuff up after the break. There's no way we'll get this all done today. Um, I looked at my. One of the nice things about recording all your lectures is that you can go back and see how long things typically take, and it's literally never got done in one day. So, uh, because just like how the of you know, various stuff at the beginning was was one. Uh, uh, I said it's, it's important, and if, if the beginning of. Really, everything—that's sort of what this is too now. So it's, I mean, this is the next step. So let's say we have an experiment where we're going to give people. Let's say we have an experiment where we're going to give people a memory test, and we have a different retention interval. Okay, retention intervals of five minutes, one hour, twenty-four hours. Percent correct is maybe a list of words. I guess ninety percent, seventy percent, sixty percent. Uh, this is not. This should not be your honors thesis. This was discovered by every house in the eighteen hundreds. So you don't have to. You would not be breaking any new ground. So you collected your data on the effects of retention of law on memory. So you do an analysis of variance, and you would conclude. I haven't given you any any deviations here, but you would guess. A significant effect of retention. There is no doubt that you can get a significant between group or treatment effect, or if you want to be more general, an effect of retention. Okay? Let's pretend that there's a whole bunch of, you know, these are means, these are group means, and they're made made up of a whole bunch of observations from a whole bunch of subjects. Okay? This would not surprise anybody. The longer time between study and test, the the, the worse you do. Right? That's that's, what that says. So it's something like that. The numbers don't really matter. If at all. The numbers don't really matter at all. What if you did something on levels of processing? Do you know what levels of processing? Anybody here take memory with me last year? Joey did. Mitch did. Okay, so yeah. Diamond did. You guys remember levels of processing. But... Real levels of processing basically is the idea a deep level of processing is when you worry about the meaning of a word. So I might have you rate the pleasantness of a word. Then you have to think about its meaning. Uh, A medium level might be something like looking at how many syllables the word has. And then a shallow or low level of processing would be to count the number of ascending or descending letters. So like a D is an ascender, and a T is a descender, a Q is a descender. Okay? So you're just looking literally at the surface features of the word. You're not even looking at syllables. And that effect is pretty robust. Again, this is not something you should do for your honor's thesis. This was discovered by Craig and Bob Lockhart in 1973. you can do something with levels of processing? It's fun stuff. It's easy to work with. Here's some in levels of processing. Go back and read that. It even it sometimes affects implicit memory, not just explicit memory. Something discovered by Chalice and Broadbent. So you do this. So you want to? You care about levels of processing because we know it affects memory. We know it's a big, important variable. Um, so you do the, the ANOVA, and you conclude that LLP levels of process affects memory. Okay. Yay. So now you've replicated things that have been replicated a thousand, more than a thousand, probably tens of thousands of times in papers, but also just in in demonstrations in classrooms. It's probably literally hundreds of thousands of times. Okay. Now, some things make you go, hmm. And here's a question. What level of retention interval should you have done your levels of processing experiment at? Five minutes, one hour, 24 hours, two weeks, ten seconds, immediately, I don't know. For that matter, what level of levels of processing, which is a, I know it sounds horrible, should you have done the retention of the Should you have just had people read the words? Should you have had them rate the pleasantness? Should they have counted the number of syllables? Should they have counted the number of asking and descending letters? Should they have counted the number of consonants, the number of vowels? I don't know. So they've had to make up a story about the word, that's really deep processing. They pick up a sentence about the word. It's going to be even deeper than reading the pleasantness, because now I have to think about the meaning and I have to make up a sentence. Well, and you can pick any, and any would be completely valid. Any of them would be completely valid. What you could do, though, It's combined the two like this. So you have three levels of retention interval and three levels of levels of process. And then you have nine groups. The G's just stand for groups. So you have a design that looks like this. You've got what's called a 3x3 factorial design. Or sometimes what you're called a 3x3 completely randomized. design. And you've seen this stuff, I'm sure, in 2127, yes? Right? Factorialism. You spend way too much time on it, right? And it makes you angry, and you cry, and you break things, and you draw too many interaction Right? This is why I hate teaching that class. And this is why, luckily, I haven't taught it in 20 years. The last time I taught that class was literally 1997. It is the most boring. It's important to know that it's so boring to teach. You're standing up there going, and then uh, if you fall asleep, like you actually head nods while you're teaching, it's important to know. But it's important. Not this life. Is By the way, I have Olympic fever, which is why i was on Team Canada. I <coughs> Women beat the Americans last night 2 and 1, which was great. The best part is the Americans scored just after the final time went off, so their goal didn't count, which I just love because it's heartbreaking for them. <laughs> uh, and then we kicked the crap out of Switzerland. Right? When I say we, I was drinking coffee. We had very little to do with it. So, but, or did I? <laughs> right. So, questions about this? Does this design make sense? Right? You've seen designs like this before. So, oh, now we've got a structural model. Now we're going to break it down, yo, as the kids say on the street. <laughs> yeah, it, came, it had fire. That was pretty cool, right? X equals U plus alpha plus beta plus alpha beta plus epsilon. Those are not the alphas and the betas from the type 1 and type 2 error. I'm sorry, this is the way the world works. It's not my fault. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at statistics people from years ago who did this. kind of like that fire intro thing that when it came it was like it was on fire. It was kind of hot.
1: It went with the yellow.
0: Yeah. It did. See? It's because I'm pretty I'm street. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, my street name is Dave. So... <laughs> DJ Jazzy Dave. So... Pretty good, right? I, 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 look, I get bored and I start playing with transitions. It's like when PowerPoint first came out. You, you probably you don't remember that because you're too young. But when PowerPoint first came out... People tried all kinds of transitions, star wipes, you know, things like that. Uh, sounds were big in PowerPoint in the early days, right? My, I remember my my wife gave a presentation on edu- French education in Canada in Algeria. Long story, but so she had a PowerPoint presentation because she went to Algeria in two thousand five. Because that's the kind of thing she does. Um, and it had sort of just hit there, so they go to set it up, and the guy says, oh, "I've I fixed your presentation." And she's like, "What do you mean? I added some sound." So every, every time anything came in, went, like, <laughs> and they were all different, to it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm trying to be a professional person doing this thing, yeah, okay. like, and now I look like, and I'm already wearing like she was a uh, hijab on and she had this traditional thing to be nice, you know, and. Um, respectful, and then she said, I already feel a little bit... <laughs> so now... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somewhere I've got a video. So any score equals the grand mean See, plus the A effect. That's the effect of variable. maybe we have two independent variables. A, the B effect, the interaction. Oh, now it's getting interesting. And of course error. Error is the fastest effect, as you saw, in the way So when you look at that model, there's nothing really different. There's only one different term here. Because if we just think of A and B, or alpha and beta, as being like tau the treatment effect, the only thing that's new here is the interaction. It's the only thing that's new. Everything else we've seen before. We've talked about error. That's Within group, you want to call it that, or you know, individual differences. We've talked about a grand mean. We've talked about treatment effects. We said two of them, right? Yes. Okay. So there's nothing. There's only one new term here. There's one new term. Questions about that? So the model shouldn't be anything that is, is something you should really worry about. Nothing to be afraid of. So let's delve a little further into this, so we can look at A and not only A and B, but how A and B act together, above and beyond how they act on their own. So, how they act together or how they interact. Don't you hate people call the payment system interact instead of interact? Does that bother you? Okay, it doesn't bother you. It bothers me. It bothers the hell out of me. You have interact? No, I have interact. So many things bother me. It's a long list, man. It's a long list interaction is sort of like the whole is more than the sum of its parts that kind of thing and literally because the sum of the parts is A and B and then we've got something added on to it um, it's the effect of one variable changing depending upon the level of some second variable The effect of one variable changes depending upon the level of some second variable. one of them is sex. So men, men make more money than women. It's not fair. It's true. It's getting better. It's still true. Right? We know this. That There's a, there's a wage gap uh, in the sexes. Same jobs. Right? It was great a couple of years ago when I had some sort of proto men's rights activist in this class arguing with me. That was fun. Um, this is a pretty well established thing. We also know that in places like Canada and the States, white people make more money than non-white people, on average. It's not fair, it's the way it is. It's getting better, it's still not fair, but it still is. So I hope you don't now think that I think that's good. (laughs) Have you made that clear? Okay, so, there's being a woman... There's being a minority, and then there's being a minority woman, which is the hardest thing. And in fact, being a minority woman, it's worse for income on average if you're a minority woman than just the addition of the two effects—the effects of being a woman and the effects of being a minority. Yeah. I know that's depressing. I think you all know that it's the way it is too, and it is getting better. I know the sex difference in uh, wages in Canada 25 years ago it was, it was like 70 cents a dollar. Now it's, it's... They have seen around 90 in
1: Canada, which is
0: better. It's still not fair or right. But it's way better than it was. Uh, excuse me, that's not actually true. That's all been debunked. Oh boy, that was fun. Um, I'm not saying... You got, I like you guys. Um, certain people, after you've interacted with them for a while, and then they're not your student anymore, you block them on Facebook. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's what you do. You go, know, "Yeah, I don't have to deal with this anymore because you're not going to be asking me any, any more questions, are you?" Goodbye. Okay, so see what happens. Do you understand what a what, a, what an interaction is then? The effect of one variable changes depending upon the level of secondary. Yes? Okay? You've probably seen this exact definition in Cheryl's class, 2127, right? Okay. Oh, look, there's a nice picture. Note the equation. (laughs) So, we have A1 and A2. And we have B1, sorry, B1 is the, is the blue line, and B2 is the, I don't know, maroon line. Reddish line. The effect of B is small at A1 and bigger at A2. That's an interaction, that's what it looks like. Does that make sense? And oh, again, I know you've seen these kind of things before, and many of you I can see are having flashbacks to 2127. I can't believe it, man. It's like I'm back in the jungle doing interactions. So, through the Vietnam thing, that was weird. Right? Questions about that? Okay, good. The difference between B1 and B2 is smaller at A2 than it is at did it? Is it a, uh, sorry, an A1 sorry? a that is an A2. I should say A1. And again, this is one of those typos I should fix, and every year I say I'm going to fix it, and I am not. I just know that it is. It's sad. So it's smaller than A1 than it is at A2. So it's what it should say. Okay? Right? Again, so far, all good, right? Any questions? Don't feel bad if you have a question. you know I said you've learned this stuff and I know you have. It might have been a while ago. it also might have been confusing. Okay, good, so you're okay, right? Okay. The effect of B changes depending upon the level of A. it's not supposed to look like that. It was all supposed to the graph is supposed to go over here but little smaller. I guess I was working too much on things that had flames on them. So all I'm saying, this is the same same, same thing as this. A little more general. The effect of B changes depending upon the level of A. D2, bigger than B1, way bigger than A2 than it is at A1. 1 and 2, A1 and A2 are just levels of the independent version A. B1 and B2 are just levels of the independent version B. You're good so far? Questions? So, remember our models x equals mu plus alpha plus beta plus alpha beta plus epsilon? You may guess I've said that before by the way it came out of my mouth. So, we have the the model has certain assumptions, just like, it's the same assumptions you're going to have for a Nova model, such that the sum of the alpha i's, there are, each i is just like 1 or 2 okay, or 3 or 4, up to whatever levels, up to i levels of A the sum of the alpha's equals 0 so if it makes it go up if, if being in group one A one makes you sorry, if if you if you if you have level one A so A one, your score maybe goes up by six, and if you have two levels, the score of A two goes down by six. Okay, that's actually the same thing. That was true with the um, regular uh, straight ahead analysis, varies, the sort of vanilla one-way analysis. The sum of the beta Js equals zero, so the B effects sum to zero. Remember, these are all variances. Remember that, that restriction when we're doing a variance? Right? That things have to sum to zero. Remember that? Talk about that. So it's the same thing here. Remember, these are just variances. It's how much A's vary from the grand mean. How much B's vary from the grand mean. It has to sum to zero. The world must work that way. The sum of the alpha i beta j's. Sum to zero. So, in other words, all the interaction effects sum to
2: zero. Do you yep. The
0: i's are the levels, and then the j is the No, i's are the levels of a, j's are the levels
2: of b. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah.
0: So, what this means that is if we have, let's make it a very simple design, just a two by two, the simplest possible, and also variance, multi factor analysis design. If the B's, if the B effect, we call it the B effect, makes all B1's, all B's go up by 1 for B1, then they must all go down 1 for B2. Because remember, they're just... Yeah, they're just they're, they're just variances, how much something varies around the grand mean. So for A's, what's going to be the effect for A1? Give me a number. 8? Eight? 8. Plus 8 for A1. So what's it going to be for, for A2? Minus And now for the interaction, they have to sum to 0 as well, but there's an extra condition added on to this. And that's that they have to sum all together up to 0. They also have to sum rows and columns up to sum to 0. So if we go plus 1, minus 1, minus 1, so 1 and 8 is not out of 10. 1 minus 8 is minus 7. 1 minus 8 is minus 8. We get 1, 2, 6. 1, 8. That's a little variation. Okay. So, it's just there are restrictions that are put on there, and they have to work that way because they're variances. They're variances around the grand mean. The error is normally distributed, independent, with a mean of zero and a variance of sigma squared. That's, again, the same thing with straight ahead analysis of variance. The only thing that's different is this interaction part. It's literally the only thing that's different. We just have this twice because we have two treatments. Error is normally independent, in other words, there's independent observations. They're normally distributed, as I said the other day, and they have a mean of zero and a variance of sigma squared. That's, that's from the model. Questions about that? You're going to do an F test. In fact, you're not going to do one F test. You're going to end up doing three F tests: so F for A, and F for B, and F for A, a by B. Right? So we have homogeneity of variance. That's just the we always have that assumption: homogeneity of variance assumption. All the variances are equal for every group. Random samples. <laughs> that we never have random samples, so that's not a problem. We can violate the hell out of that assumption. We can't violate the assumption. Uh, Homogeneity variance too crazily. The other day I said, what, about four? One variance being four times bigger than the other is kind of the rule of thumb cutoff. So if it's like, if one variance is like two three times the size of the other one, it's probably okay. And remember, we can take care of this usually, or often at least, with a transformation. Random samples, it doesn't matter. It literally, it doesn't matter it has so little effect on the outcome that you can violate it. And in fact, you might say, oh, that's well, cool. you might think to yourself. Well, that's good because when we do our experiments, we tend to just choose people for vitro-psych. That's not right a random right? But it doesn't really matter. There's a couple of things I think there it shouldn't matter anyway, theoretically, right? Because... Everybody's cognition works roughly the same anyway, so it shouldn't matter. We all follow the same rules. That's the first thing. But secondly, it doesn't, doesn't affect the math. Normal population. That doesn't matter either. Technically, it matters, but it doesn't matter. So you have a normal population distribution of the, of the thing you're measuring of the dependent variable. Who cares? You can violate that all day. Long. You can violate it to the point where it's just binary, zeros and ones at the I've seen them. I've read a paper about that. In grad school, I don't, I don't read staff's papers for fun. It's sign. Yes, the Journal of the American Statistical Association is not go-to reading for me. Same assumptions for F, they're always the same assumptions for us. Okay, let's do kind of a numerical example. And when I say kind of, what we're going to do here is I want you to assume those are numbers that are group means. Okay? So the mean for A1, B1 is 9, A2, B1 is 7, A1, B2 is 3, and A2, B2, which was my least favorite uh, robot in the Star Wars movies. Uh, is one. There are scores that make those up from individuals. We're going to ignore that. I don't have any for per Group. I don't care. We're, we're going to ignore that. This is a conceptual thing to help you understand where the variance comes from. So we're not going to be doing any F-tests here because we th- we're not going to have any mean scored error. We can't because we, well, because we don't know what the individual scores are. And that's where you get me order. It's within, within cell or within group. We can't do that because we don't have the numbers. So we're just going to assume these are group means, okay? But remember, a lot of stuff done with group means, when you think back to, I know you guys just did an assignment, some of you did stuff by hand, um, not all yet, but those of you who did, remember taking group means and seeing how they differ from the grand mean. That's We just have group means, and then we can, we can calculate the grand mean. Right? Question so far? Doesn't seem so bad so far, right? Or you're completely lost. That's the other possibility. I refuse to accept that. First thing we're going to do is get, uh, we will remember with the model x equals 2 plus alpha plus beta plus alpha beta epsilon. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to calculate the grand mean. Thanks, Gordon. And then we're going to remove it. Then we're going to just remove it. So the grand mean in nine and seven and three and one, so it's twenty, divided by four, which equals five. Why did I divide by four? By have four observations. Why did you
1: divide by four twice? Yeah.
0: No, all this divided by 4 is 20,
1: Yeah, so that's
0: 20, which equals 20 divided by 4, which equals 5. What do you mean twice? Look, 9 and 7 is 16, 19, 20, that's 20 divided by 4, which equals okay, so 20 divided right. by 4. Yeah, you just, just, yeah. I was reading that
2: whole thing. Like, yeah, you're, you're
0: reading it. You're reading it properly. Okay, I gotcha. Make sense now? Gotcha.
2: Yeah.
1: You okay,
0: both of yeah. you? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. No, I'm glad you're asking questions like so that. Because so if you don't ask that, and then you think you're supposed to do it twice for some reason, you can yeah. screw something up. Yeah. So if, 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 if what I write down there doesn't make sense, tell me so I can... I mean, I'll never change it. It's not happening. But, I just thought
2: you were, <laughs> you were dividing.
0: Yeah, well, I get it. I get it. I, I, I see yeah, it. how you could, you could misread that that way. Remember, it's two equal signs. Okay. Yeah. I could have written in which, which equals 5, which equals 50 divided by 10, <laughs> which equals 200 divided by... 40, they all equal 5. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Those other ones would have been odd to throw in there, but they'd all be true. Okay, so I'm now going to take this out. So it's going to be, it's, oh, I should have an effect here. Now, now that, this is an end I will eventually make, where the grand mean will just disappear. I'll take that kind of care, because all for the special effects, and for the YouTube hits, like I get it. They keep raising the bar. I can't put ads on my stuff. Like I've got tens and thousands of views, but really. I'm not a, but I'd like to have I'd like to make some money on this. Okay, they pay me too much. Um I just took twenty out of each oh, or sorry, five out of each cell. Nine minus five is four. Seven minus five is two. Okay, I'm not gonna save the rest of the arithmetic. I've now taken five out of each cell. That's all I've done. I just removed it. So now instead of these things, it just makes it's going to make our life a little bit easier. You, you wouldn't have to do it this way. It just makes things a little easier. Note how we can double check if we took the grand mean out, because now the score, the 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 the, the, entries the table sum to zero, right? Because I've taken out the average. If I've removed the average, and the average was five. Five minus five is nothing. One and two, and negative two, and negative four. Let's oh, see. We win. Or at least we hit a We're doing okay so far. So now what I'm gonna do is we're gonna see what the A effect is. Uh, yeah, the sorry. What the B effect is. So the grand mean's been removed. We can now go on to the effects of A and B. Let's see if we if our A and B effects are non-zero. This sums to 6. 4 and 2 is 6. Negative 4 to negative 2 is negative 6. B1 is 6 divided by 2, which is 3, which is also 9 divided by 3. Four. I just did that, threw that in there. Right. See? We have two observations. 4 and mm-hmm. 2 divided by, that adds up to 6, mm-hmm. Divide by 2, because we have two of them, it equals 3. <coughs> uh, B2 is negative negative. <coughs> oh, look, they sum to 0. By the way, that's not because I cooked the example. Uh, the only way I cooked this is there's no fractions. The only way I cook this is because no this is frac- fractions are annoying. Because right? we could have had like because we're divided by four for the grand mean we could have had quarters in here if it wasn't a whole number, and then we could have had halves in here, and then it's like three quarters and one quarter. It's a So the only I, I did make this up such that they were all whole numbers. So now what we're going to do is we're going to take 3 out of all the b1s, and we're going to take negative 3 out of all the b2s. Okay? We're going to remove it. We can see, by the way, that the b effect is non-zero. Right? By the way, if you wanted to get, in this case, what's called sum of squares for b, these are, these are deviations from, well, from zero, but we remove the grand mean, deviations from the grand mean. 9 and 9. The sum of squares for b is 18. Those are squared deviations from the grand mean. Well, from 0 to make the elliptical. Pretty cool, right? Maybe you don't think it's cool. I do. And that's what matters. So now we're going to take 3 and negative 3 out of all the b's, which we just did. And now we get 1, 1, negative 1, negative 1. Still summing to 0, which is nice. All, all told, we want that. Why do we want that? Because we know we taking out the brand mean. If it still, if it doesn't sum to zero, if you did this once, you made a mistake. It must still sum to zero. And then a one and a two sums to two and negative two. I am not going to tell you that. I'm not going to write down that two divided by two is one. I refuse to do that. The effect for a one is one. The effect for a two is negative one. I took two and negative two divided by one divided by two. Okay. So we're going to take one out of all the a ones, and we're going to take two negative one out of all the a twos. That's what's going to happen next. Same as before for the a's. The Oakland a's. No, no, no. Which hopefully we'll move to Montreal and become the Atrons. I can hope.
2: So for A's you're going
0: to be taking one and negative one from I'm I take one from all the A ones and I take negative one from all the A twos. You should be able to just by looking at that and tell what's going to happen. We're going to get a bunch of zeros. Right? Mm-hmm. One minus one is zero, negative one minus negative one is zero. This is what we're left with. Now, this should tell us something. We've taken out the grand B, we've taken out the A effect, we've taken out the B effect. The only thing left, and we don't have any individual scores, so we can't calculate what the individual effects are. We can get sum of squares for within group. We can't do that. By the way, the sum of squares for A is 2. 1 squared plus negative 1 squared. Okay? This, in fact, is what the math does to get the sum of squares for A, sum of squares for B, or, you know, variable 1, variable 2, and the sum of squares for AB. the chance of it ever being zero is, is, is these are stylized examples, let's call it. The chance of this happening is small. But, so there's nothing left there. There's no interaction there, it? There's nothing. So, this doesn't mean there's an interaction, even though know, there's some zero, there must be four zeros, do sum to zero. yay. Questions? Do you see what I've done? You know what the nice thing about these is? Well, first of all, the first nice thing is they make great test questions. The second thing is that you can make up examples to practice. It's trivially easy. You just take a 2 by 2 table and you put four numbers in and then you start breaking them down and you just trade and collect among your friends. Easy. The only thing is you won't be very good probably at cooking up examples, so you're going to end up with quarters and halves and stuff. That's annoying. So use a calculator instead of your head. That's if you're not comfortable doing math you know, with fractions. That's fine. You know, you can graph it. In fact, I did this backwards because I didn't want want to spoil it. I didn't want to do this spoiler alert. But, as you can see, A2 is smaller than A1. And we took the sort of midpoint of these. Yeah, A2 is smaller than A1. And B1 is bigger than B2. We have an A effect and a B effect. And also, does the effect of uh, B, so the difference between these two lines, does it change depending upon the level of A? No. If I was doing this myself, I'd it first... So, I could, but you grab know, it last and say, "Okay." can I look at this, is this consistent with the numbers I got yet? And as you can see, I just did this automatically. So, in fact, there's quarters and halves and stuff on the, the axis. I was just doing this for my own purpose, just to show you guys. If it was real data, I wouldn't do that because it's bizarre. The scale, Okay. Questions? I think so. Please. The last slide. Yes. So
2: our conclusion was that there was no interaction. That's correct. And there's effects of A and B. That's correct. Separately, yes. not interacting. That's right. Okay, so how would it look if there was an interaction? How would that chart
0: look? Uh, the, the, let's say, for example, that here at A1, these might get a little closer. Yeah. Or further apart. Okay. One or the other. How how would we see that in like this chart? What like, oh well we might maybe we could do a different uh, we would do another example.
1: <laughs> <And then we laughs> can see how, that,
0: how that works. Yeah. One of the ways to look at it though at the beginning again you could graph this right away or you could just look at this and say a two is twenty less than a one. Yeah. And a and that's at b one at b two. A2 is 12 bigger than B2. there's an interaction here. there must be. Mm-hmm. So you can look at it that way. And if it works, horizontally it also works vertically. 30 is the difference here and 2 is the difference here. There's an interaction. So spoiler alert, dude, spoilers. I subscribe to the spoilers for the Vince Gilligan world. You know Vince Gilligan? He's the showrunner for Breaking Bad And better call Saul. And he said, after two weeks, there are no spoilers. Once something is aired, after two weeks, no problem. I agree with So here's some spoilers. World War II, Allies win. You know? I love the point. you ever seen Yahoo Answers? By the way, the worst website in the history of the world, right? It has the all-time greatest, worst question, which is, How is Babby formed? <laughs> have you ever seen that? How is Babby? Some of you have, apparently, anyway, I look that up. Babbie spelled B-B-A-B-B-Y. How is Babby formed? But I saw a Yahoo Answers question once. Sometimes I just read it for fun to see how stupid people are. And someone said, I was just wondering if Band of Brothers and the Pacific took place in the same universe? Yeah, World War Two. World War II. It's not like it's a universe. It's not a comic. Yeah. One was in the Pacific. One was in Europe. You dummy. Okay. Spoilers. We're 1812. Ends up in a pie. Uh, okay. Grand mean here. 20 plus 0 is 20. Minus 10 is 10. Plus 2 is 12. Divided by 4 is 3. Our grand mean is 3. Right? So let us just subtract 3 from every cell. So now we're just going to remove it. This is a step you can actually probably skip. It just makes life easier if you, don't, if you, if you do this. Because you're going to get the actual values for A1 and A2. It's going to be easier to do. So instead of now these being deviations from 3, we're now deviations from 0. This makes your life easier. So Seventeen minus three minus thirteen minus one. So we're going to do uh, we do, do columns first instead of the rows. Last time we did the rows. Mixing it up a little bit. Calling it audible. The effect is two for a one and negative two for a two because it's four divided by way, two observations. They're just averages. They calculate an average. You take the number of observations, the, 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 the total, divide by the number of observations. Again, everything is summing to zero now, and it should because we've taken out the grand mean. So that's four, and then minus four is zero. Yes. What if they didn't sum? You made a mistake. Yeah, they can't not. It's impossible. So, what that means is you made a new arithmetic here. So, you can check every step of the way when you're doing this on a test for a quiz. You literally can You can always check about it. It's still some deserved. It's Because deserve. it can't not. And if you make up your own examples to just play around with, you'll find that that's just how the universe works. Yeah? And usually it's easy to find. It's just some silly mechanical area you can because I mean, when well, you guys all know how to do pluses and takeaways, you're university, so it's not like there's nothing conceptual you missed. It's like I just made a mistake, like I divided by four by, by, by instead of dividing by three, I divided by four or something, or I took out the wrong number. It's, it's typically something that simple. That's the kind of it's literally it's mechanical error the kind you'd make on any math test or whatever for years. So we're gonna take out two and negative two. We get fifteen minus one, negative fifteen plus one. We've now got fourteen and four, a negative fourteen, which of course says that we got seven. Oh, and yes. Again, notice how it's still summing to zero. So we have not made any mechanical errors. When I say we, I mean me. You guys, you guys have nothing to do with this. Stop taking credit for my work. But really annoying. I'm kidding. I like you guys. I like that year with that guy. What that one person wrecks a whole impression of a whole year of a course? No. Yeah. no there's some great people in the class. So for B and B, uh, B uh, for B and B one, for B two and B one, or B one and B two. Oh, wait, ah! For B, we have B1 is 7 and B2 is negative 7. Okay, it is is right. It's just that it's divided by 5. How much you get
1: that again?
0: 14 divided by 2. Negative 14 divided right. by 2. Okay. That's all it is. That's all it is. Because they're just average effects. Average elevation or depression of scores due to being in, in B1 condition or B2 condition. All it is. All right. So let's take out 7 and negative 7 from... 7 from B1, negative 7 from B2. All, what's left is now interaction. There's no dividing to do here because... The interaction effects are for each cell. So it's, well, you can say you're dividing 8 by 1, 10 8 by 1, negative 8 by 1, and eight, 8 by 1. Now here's another place where people tend to make a conceptual error. They look at this and go, these sum to zero, that means there's no interaction. No, it means there is an interaction because they're non-zero. They must sum to zero. If they do not, you made a mistake. You can't get numbers that don't sum to 0 both horizontally, vertically, and altogether. Okay. So if you got like 3, 3, 1, 1, you did it wrong. Go back and look. You made probably a stupid error subtracting negatives. It's a very common mistake. Because you sort of forget that, you know, negative 5 minus negative 5 is actually 0. Negative 5 minus... Negative two is negative three. So if I subtract two, is this subtracted negative two? And that's often the kind of mistake people make. Dave. Yep. How did you get the eights?
2: Let's,
0: I just took out seven and negative seven from all the uh, was it the B's? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay.
0: That's all it is. That's all it is.
2: So if we had no interaction,
0: we would just see zeros. All zeros, just like the last example. Okay. Yep. So we have an interaction. They sum to zero in every possible way. Well, not diagonally. You don't do it diagonally. <laughs> not tic tac toe. It's not Halleck squares or tic tac toe, which are two game shows that none of you have seen. But I'm just mentioning it for myself. I do a retro TV podcast, so I, sometimes I just. I there is no off position on the genius search. It's an old Letterman one, but I think it's hilarious. By the way, have you seen this new Letterman show on Netflix? Oh, it's so good. You realize what a good interviewer he actually was. In like the first episode, he just interviews some guy named kind of Obama, and it's awesome. And you sort of think, I wish he was president. Um, and then the next one he interviewed George Clooney and next month it's um, what's her name uh, the Pakistani girl who was attacked for getting an education Malala I forget her last name won a Nobel Prize and she's going to Oxford now I don't know how he's going to be funny with her he will okay so if it was just zeros we have no interaction sort of like half up.
2: Yeah, okay. I don't know if I'm just seeing this in the wrong way or not, not understanding it, but yeah. so when do we know to calculate the sum over here, or at the, is it like when we're looking doesn't at the not It doesn't matter. Okay.
0: Doesn't, well, it doesn't matter which one you do first. That's why I did one of them first the first time and the other one first the second time. So
2: there's no logical order to it? That's what I didn't understand. No, no,
0: no. Okay. The thing is you just do the, do the most simple things first, so the A effect and the B effect, then you do the AB. Okay,
2: but you're, you're calculating the sum for the effect
0: you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. So when you look at the model, x equals mu plus alpha plus beta plus alpha beta plus epsilon, start with the left-hand side of the model. You do mu, then you do A, then you do B, or you do B, then you do A, it doesn't matter. Then okay. you do AB, you can't do E. You can actually do the whole thing this way if I put a whole bunch of numbers in here, but we'd be here till like Thursday next, which we're back because the break's coming. Yeah, we're sitting here, podcasting about batteries. Let's wrap it up. Oh, yeah, that's an interaction. When two lines cross, pretty good indication that the effect of one variable changes depending upon the level of the second variable. Now, when I ask you what an interaction is on a quiz, which I will. And those of you who know me know when I say it's going to be on a test or a quiz, I don't lie. Like this I will ask you what interaction is. And your response is the effect of one variable changes depending upon the level of some second variable. That's the answer. It's not the lines cross. <laughs> don't give me the lines cross. Or the lines aren't parallel. I don't care. That's a nice heuristic, and it's true. The heuristic is the lines aren't parallel. And it works every time, so it's probably an algorithm, not a heuristic, it doesn't matter. The point is. It's the effect of one variable changes depending upon the level of some second variable. It is not the line's cross. Because I get every year somebody writes the line's cross. That's a joke after you've written the whole thing. And they put a wall or write a little emoji. <laughs> because I want to make sure that you're not just going, no, yeah, also the line's cross. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But I will. When I do tailor the key, I'll say unless there's some indication the person is clearly kidding, we'll give them zero in the whole place. So don't. <laughs> and also take other points off of tests. Do whatever you want. You have access to the spreadsheet. That's what I'm going to tell. Also, hunt the people down. Don't forget that. don't forget that. That's fine. Or a little happy face. The happy face would be fine. Yeah. J-K-O-L will be fine. You know. All right. So you laugh it. You see, clearly, there must be an interaction. So let's think about interpreting interactions. And this is where we're, we're going to probably stop for the day, because I know this has been a little bit, uh, this has been a lot of stuff. Also, it's almost time for the break. And who really wants to go to school when it's almost time for the break? I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. You're sick of me. Okay. Be careful when you're interpreting main effects in the presence of an interaction. So, with, when we have what's called an ordinal interaction, an ordinal interaction is when the order of the effects is preserved. That looks like this. So, that's an ordinal interaction. The order of the main effects is preserved. Do you see what I mean by that? That in this case, A1 is always bigger than A2. It's just that it's that, that effect itself is smaller of B2 than it is B1. So I feel conservative. If they were it wouldn't be depressed. that'd be called a disorder interaction. Okay, the, the order of the effects the is not preserved anything. And I look at it this way. When I try to interpret this graph, when I say to you, I, I feel confident saying to you that A one is bigger than A two. I don't have to qualify that with usually. <laughs> right? I don't have to qualify it anyway. So in this case I'm happy enough to say that A one is bigger than A two. I can I can, I can feel good like, by saying that, I, it's easy to say. I don't have to say anything complicated. With a disordinal interaction, it's probably almost impossible. So if we had a, a, one look like this, so this would be disordinal. Well, yeah, it probably is. Is it the case that A one on average is bigger than A two? Well, yeah, it is. But do you feel comfortable saying to me that A two is A one is bigger than A two? Well, no, because it's not true at you one On average, it's true. Look at sort of the balance point of those two lines. Of, right now, take a picture of this and put it on the, the podcast board. It's it's almost impossible for me to say would talk about a main effect in this case? Talking about main effects in the presence of interactions is exceedingly difficult. Some people do it, and some people don't. It's, it's almost a a stylistic thing. If you think it's okay and you can you can and you feel comfortable saying something, that's fine. But I just and in the case of the right, I can't. Some people say you never talk about main effects in the presence of interaction. I think those people are overdoing it. It's safer. But the people do that all the time. And I think it's okay. It's a little more conservative. So take a look at previous data. Take a look at what you expect to happen. Actually, that's part of where you make that decision All right? Questions? So far, not that bad, right? Okay, it gets a little more uh, hairy next time around. Um, Dave, can you
2: just show me where the two podcasts for
0: the next two lectures will be from last year? The next two from last year? From last year. You just have to go to the website.
2: Is it this website? Or is it No, no, no. No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> And then also you can just the it <laughs> <for the laughs> as well. <laughs> those, those are, those are my okay, Uh,
0: the you the channel? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <be> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? the have, they say, um, layout, But the, 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 the audio should be here. And then your YouTube channel would like, would I find the link on your Facebook page? Uh, <laughs> No, or it might be it the, the syllabus. For name Like okay. The okay. Okay. A1 between, you know, sure, sure, B1 and okay. B1 okay. A1 is always bigger than B2 we to say that A1 is bigger three, And then the other one... Has a I can't believe
2: I Me right through. He said he had enough love to satisfy two. Now, if you were me and you were two, what would you do? Would you take twice the love or would you get up the glue? Remember the wagons when they pulled into town? You could see the big top four miles around among the carnival freaks. He stood out like a clown. And from stop hat he pulled a wedding gown. Hey, hey, what you gonna do? You can't love me and another one too. Hey, hey, what you gonna say when the cat's away? The rats are gonna play. Appeared. Soon we gave birth to a tiny wolf boy. He was a hairy freak, but a bundle of joy. Had a circus bark much worse than his bite, howling through his crib by the full moonlight. Hey hey, what you gonna do? You can't love me and another one too. Hey hey, what you gonna say when the The end of my stay He'd ride the bearded lady And be gone for days And just when I thought It was safe to relax He'd be hanging on the ceiling Like a vampire bat In all that time I learned the tricks of the trade I knew there'd be a time When I would have to escape So instead of packing up And moving away I found his magic wand Soon all his stuff was gone But there was one thing left And as I looked into the mirror I saw him staring back at me So I turned to face him I'm really sorry, I'll change, I promise But you know, I thought about all the times he shot me out of a cannon And all the times that he sawed me in half And all the times that he put me in a straitjacket And then in the trunk with a chain and another chain and all the padlocks And then he forgot about me for a few days And to make matters worse, there were bunnies everywhere And I could never find my scarves And so I took his wand And with a flick of my wrist he was the last thing to dis
3: Thanks for listening to the lecture um or like the GNU license. Um, I hope you learned something, but if you didn't, I, unless you're one of my students, I really don't care. Um, the music, by the way, for each, uh, song for each, uh, uh, episode, <laughs> lecture, uh, is, uh, available. They're all podcast, uh, like Podsafe music. So if you want to uh, find out about the bands, there's links on my website at ca slash broadback. Uh, if those links don't work, just contact me and I'll find, uh, I'll find out. Um, often I put links, uh, actually in the, uh, if we call them show notes or blog posts. So, uh, you know, buy these people's music They're They're making the stuff available out there. Uh, thanks everybody. And we'll see you next time.